22. Uh, I am going to deviate from my, uh, from my uh, lessons tonight because uh, we're getting a new, new set of series of lessons in our Sunday school books. And I'm sure that some of you probably saw, read or looked at them. And uh, we're going to, I must, I'm just going to kind of do a little bridge work here tonight on this. Luke chapter 22, and I will begin reading at verse number 25, and I'll read down to verse number 27, which is a couple, three verses. Uh, Luke 22, verse 25 says, And he said unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. But ye shall not be so, but he that is greatest among you, let him be as, a, as the younger, and he that is chief as he that doth serve. For whether is greater he that sitteth amen, at meat, or he that serveth, is not he that sitteth at meat, but I am among you. I am among you as he that serveth. Now Jesus is sitting in the upper room with his disciples. If you back up, he just washed their feet and uh, took the last supper, so forth. Uh, when you uh, take the various gospels there, and and they were sitting there, and Jesus was talking to them about being a servant. And the reason why was, let's just read verse 23 and 24 to kind of say, why did Jesus say what he was doing? And they began to inquire among themselves. Now, that's the disciples. That's, that's just the 12 disciples now. Amen. Which of, them it shall be, uh, which of them it was that should do these things? And there was also strife among them, which of them should be the accounted for the greatest. Uh, they was, uh, you get other, other uh, writings or other gospels uh, and uh, the commentaries, they would say they was kind of in the fuss or trying to joshua for, for positions. Who was going to be the greatest now in the kingdom? We, we know something's coming to a head here. I think they were surprised that Jesus was going to be crucified, but they, they, he thought, they, or they all thought that this, this is the time that the gifts are going to be passed out. This is the time that uh, we're going to get our final positions in the kingdom of God or in the work of the Lord in, in, in uh, the, uh, the earth. And uh, they were just wanting to know who's going to be the greatest. And so Jesus, then he started talking to them. Amen. About being servitude. Don't, don't fit too well with some people, I guess, but Jesus, we're letting them know. He said, I'm, I'm among you as a servant. I'm serving you. He, uh, he, he just was letting them know that he came to seek and save the lost, and we are servants of God also. Amen. Philippians chapter 2, and I will read verse 6 and 7 there. Amen. I'll back up to verse number five. Let this mind be in you, which also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, 
but made himself of no reputation, but took on him the form of a servant, and it was made in the likeness of men. His, he, he felt his job, or he felt the need that, that he was to serve the people, serve others, was willing to give his life for them. There's a fine line sometimes of identity, amen, between being a servant in reality and acting as a servant and being in the form of a servant. Amen, is what was said. Be in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be one. Amen. Before we launch any further, we need, what is a servant? The name, what, what definition can we give? Webster says it like this, a person employed by another. Amen. A person that's employed by another is a servant to do his bidding. Amen. Uh, all you folks going to work tomorrow, uh, you, you're, you become a servant to those that is paying you. Thank God you're getting paid for that, but you're, you're, you're serving the, the people or the, that you're uh, doing the business work for. A second definition for that, a person devoted to another. Like, uh, like a husband and wife, you know. Uh, they're kind of servants of each other. Amen. They work together. Praise God. Third one, third definition is a person a, devoted to another and then a person that's devoted to a cause. We are, we are Christians and we are committed to the cause that Jesus came to this earth to do. We're all servants. Amen. And then another definition is a person devoted to a service of doing certain things. Amen. In the kingdom, a, a soldier, he is a servant of America, I guess you could say, or the country. A soldier is a servant to whoever is he's been called to defend his country or whatever. He, he's a servant. Amen. And uh, I don't want to get off the lesson that I'm teaching tonight, but uh, I uh, I was in I worked with several men. In fact, I, I went to work in 1955 or the latter part of '54 at a, at a business where I'd say a third of the people there that uh, that was employed that I was with there, and a third of them were. World War II veterans, and they had been eight, there eight or ten years uh, before I get, came there. And they'd sit around and talk about s the things that they had gone through during the, uh, during the Second World War as servants to our country. And, and it, was, it was not a, it was, it was a, I guess it was a joyful thing that they survived. And uh, they was telling about some of the stories. Uh, there's several passages in the scriptures, amen, it deals with masters and servants. Jesus was dealing with a lot of that. And, and in fact, uh, in Luke, the uh, seventh chapter, I will uh, turn there and uh, read a first verse or two of scripture, Luke chapter seven. And, uh, and I'll begin reading verse number two. 
and I won't uh, I won't read all of that, but uh, Luke chapter seven and verse number two, and a certain centurion servants, Amen. Sent, excuse me, I'm back, and a certain centurion servants who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die, and when he heard Jesus, he sent unto him the elders. Amen. Of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. Amen. And of course, the story is that Jesus was on his way or there, and and he just you know he uh, when he came to, when, he came, when they came to Jesus and besought him that he he would he would instantly say that he was worthy to whom he should do this. For he loved our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them. And when he had now, not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy, for thou shouldest enter under my roof. I'm a, I'm a servant now. I'm going to tell you, I have, I have people under me that I can tell them to go, and they go, and I tell them to come, and they come. But to you, Jesus, I'm your servant. I'm trusting that you can just speak the word. Amen. Hallelujah. We discuss this as a faith teacher many times, that how the, we can believe that Jesus can just speak the word and everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. Healing comes. Folks, uh, we, I, I, we take prayer requests. I, I don't know for sure where we do this right or not. I'm getting off the lesson just a little bit. We take prayer requests, and we take prayer requests, and we take prayer requests. You know, and we need that. We need that. But sometimes I think we just need to take one or two prayer requests and pray 20 minutes or so. For that person, when we all agree together, praying the same prayers or praying you know, for the same purpose, should I say, Amen? Because I I, I just believe we, 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 there's there's strength in, in unity. I I believe that. I don't know where I felt. I believe there's strength in unity. I believe there's strength in power, praying. Amen. And when we pray together. Amen. There is a power, praise God, that is, that is manifested. And uh, I don't think I'm just trying to nullify some praying, but, but we've got we've to travail before God for some things. The greatest weakness of a church is prayer. Amen. I, I'm not going to throw no stones. But I do believe, I do believe that there, there's got to be some crying out, amen, to the Lord. And I, uh, I do, I, 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 let, I let Jacob run through my mind a lot. Because the crook, the subplanter, or, you know, lying guy. And, and, and God said, I love Jacob. Esau have I hated, you know, but Jacob, Jacob was afar from where he ought to be, right? 
and he left, fled to uh, Laban and uh, got married to the daughters and, and uh, got in trouble there and he had to leave there and he didn't have hardly no place to go. Wanted to go back, but uh, he didn't know how Esau was going to greet him. But when he found out that there was 400 soldiers coming after him, he decided, you know what, I need to pray. So he prayed all night before, at the day breaking. Amen. He got down to the point to where he was confessing to the Lord what he was. I'm a subplanter. I'm Jacob. I'm, I'm the one that stole the birthright and, and, and so forth. And uh, he had to make it right with God. God put him in a place to where he would straighten his life up. Amen. And, uh, and he... I, I say a lot of times, sometimes people's their own worst enemy. Amen. They, they uh, through, and God just dangles the promise to them, but they've got to really absorb themselves in prayer. Praise God. Amen. Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 23. Amen. I, I, I will read verse 21 and 22, and then, then 23 is my thought. Then came Peter unto him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? And Jesus said unto him, this is Peter now, And really, if you get commentaries, it will tell you basically, don't stop praying. But verse 23, Therefore, if the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a certain king, which would take count of his servants. Amen. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. That is a lot of moolah. that we have for those, amen, that's, that we, uh, we work with or what it is. Amen. We don't rise higher than just being subjected to the power of God. We're servants of the Lord. Amen. The old saying is, you do unto others that you would have them to do unto you is the spiritual attitude that we are to manifest to others. Amen. Praise God. There's servitude in, in, in the kingdom of God. And Jesus was dealing with that. One of the greatest problems with this generation is there is a lack of respect for authority. 
Amen. And I will say that that begins in the home. Uh, your children are subjected to you, should be. Amen. And uh, my mother and dad uh, uh, told me never to say, I don't care. I don't care. Because that's a bad attitude for, for us to have, you know. So they would tell us that. We, we are always subjected to authority, should be. Amen. So the children are trained and taught. It's hard to lay a foundation uh, in, even in a church where when the, they don't have the respect for uh, leadership and authority. Home should be the place that, where that's taught. Amen. Praise God. Respect, respect your teachers. And when I, was, when I went to school, um, if we, we had an exception to that, and I, I, made, I don't want to get onto that one. But uh, if you got a, a whipping at home and, uh, in school, you gotta, if you got a whipping in school, you probably got a whipping when you got home. Why did you sash your teacher or this, that, and the other? You know, they're, they're here to teach you. I know the school system is different right now, and it's, it bothers me and you too, I'm sure. But nowadays, if you even look cross-eyed at some of the kids, your students you're trying to teach, parents will be down there next, tomorrow. I was, I was asked, to go with a family to one of the schools and so they could straighten out the principal and the teacher. And uh, I tried to, i go with them, but I, I excused myself. I wasn't going to get in there and, and that. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you where their kids are. One of them's in jail and the other's in, in the army. I hope the one's in the army's being subjected to his superiors. Amen. It's hard to, to lay a foundation. Amen. If somehow people don't respect themselves, people don't respect others, people don't expect, respect authority, then there's a problem that's got to be worked out some way that we can be uh, recognize our position as a servant to those that is over us, about teachers at school, uh, whatever. Uh, I, uh, I, I've always said this, and I'll, I'll add this. I think that every young person should go through basic training in the military. <laughs> it would sure help them. They'll tell you when to get up, when to go to bed, what to eat, et cetera. My, my uh, captain, when uh, he was, every day he said this, almost every day, and uh, he would stick his thumbs in his, his belt. It wasn't very good, and he was just saying, uh, the first 24 hours of every day belongs to me and Uncle Sam. 
The rest of the day is yours, you're on your own. But the first 24 hours is mine. And he really meant that too. Amen. I, nobody was to talk back or nobody would uh, say, I don't want to do that. Or why is this? Or whatever. It was, it was the law. It was, they, they taught you respect for authority. Amen. Jesus spoke of an unprofitable servant in Matthew chapter 25, and I'll read that in verse number 19. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckons with them. And he, he that had received five talents came and brought unto him, or brought other five talents, excuse me, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five talents more. And the Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, and I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joys of the Lord. And he also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou hast delivered unto me two talents, and behold, I have gained two other talents beside them and his Lord said unto him well done thou good and faithful servant amen we're we're serving we're serving a cause even tonight amen we're here and our thoughts and desires is to be of service to God I, 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 I don't know if you, you understand what I'm talking about. Is there anybody say amen to that? We are servants of God. We're all working together for a cause. And you can't get any higher than Jesus. And the scripture that I read, first of all, was you got down upon his, you, you'll just, just, recognize the fact that Jesus just washed the disciples' feet. And they were so uh, shocked at that. Hello? They were shocked because Jesus stooped down and washed the disciples' feet. Now the problem was that it was a, if you go back in the time to back to the first century here, when the, when the disciples, during the time that Jesus was calling his disciples and, and teaching them for that three and a half years, it was a period of time when, when you came into the person's house, there was, a, there was a servant that had the pan there to wash your feet when you came in. Amen. Am I, are, you, are you familiar with that? They, they, they washed, they, 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 that servant whoever's house that you was coming into, uh, the master of that house had a servant ready to wash your feet when you came in because they, you had sandals and you didn't have blacktop roads or concrete sidewalks. And uh, you had a few mud holes here and there. And so you got your feet washed when you came in the door. 
But they all came in and started getting their places around the table. Jesus never said a word. Just that it all happened and he was teaching, teaching, teaching all the time. You can read John chapter 14, 15, 16, and 17. He was doing all that teaching. And in the meantime, he got up and robed himself or got a towel and started washing disciples' feet. And you know what? Now, we always talk about Peter a lot. But Peter had respect for Jesus enough that he said, you're not going to wash my feet. He wasn't angry or he wasn't uh, uh, whatever, but I understand, Jesus, who you are enough. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He just said that just a few days ago. And he said, you're not going to wash my feet because I don't feel, I don't feel like I don't feel like you, I need to wash yours. I think it's what he was going through his mind. But Jesus, you know, Jesus told him, if you don't let me wash your feet, you have no part in me. He said, wash my hands and my head, you know. Give me a bath, pour it on me, whatever. But Peter was, Peter recognized the fact that Jesus was offering himself as a servant. He meant showing them you never rise above being a servant. Oh, me, huh? Or amen. Which one do you want? You never rise above being a servant. Subjected one to another. Amen. I'm not going to get into that, but I'm just talking. Amen. Respect others. Amen. Endeavor to whatever project or whatever, uh, and, and I'm referring to basically now the church, whatever the church wants to do, let's just get involved and see that it gets done in some way that we want to also put our hand to the plow. Amen. Amen. I, I can watch, right, I used to work you know, some, but I, I, I can watch better than I can work now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me, I can look at it and get tired. <laughs> but my heart's involved, and you know what? We all, we all can be the servant. And when we were praying a while ago, you know what? You were standing the gap for someone. You're, 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 you stand between them and God. We're, we're intercessors. We're people that is wanting to be a servant of God that we can be of, uh, of service to his kingdom. Be a service to his kingdom by being a servant unto him. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew 25, and I'll just I'll read on down from that. Amen. And uh, talking about the Matthew 25, and I'll, I'll begin reading it, verse number 29. For, to every one of us, there has, hath, unto, unto everyone that hath shall be given, 
and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. He cast, amen, and cast ye on the unprofitable servant. Under outer darkness there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. Because he was a slowful servant. I'm reading from verse 19 on down, but amen. There was one that came in and he said, uh, well, I've, 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 I've given you talent back, your, your money back. And I, uh, I hate it because I know, I know that you're a, you're a person. Jesus t- told him that he was unprofitable. Verse, verse 30, he may cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The question is, if a servant is not a servant, his master's bidding, he is really not a servant at all. Amen. Definition of servant. I'll just read some more definitions. Does not tell his master he will or will not do. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm, you know, that's not my calling. That's not my whatever. Number two, does not make demands of his master. If you don't do this for me, I will not do what you ask. Number three, does not ask why. <laughs> Servants don't ask why. Service of God. Uh, number four, amen. It, but rather, he seeks to be the master's bidding, whatever it is. I, I know you and I know that there is a oneness of God. You know, I think we're all uh, understand that, and that's going to be our Sunday school lesson. This is why I backed up from that. Amen. To start this tonight because uh, St. John chapter 1 and verse 1 is our Sunday school lesson. But uh, we seek to do the bidding, amen, uh, of what God wants. Now, the Lord has got this church right here to reach out to the, Lord, to the lost. We are all servants for the ministry of reaching the lost. And would you please say amen to that? Amen. And that's where our, our weaknesses is. And we were talking about that, our weaknesses. Because um, we've got to become evangelistic. And I'm not very evangelistic tonight. I'm, I'm very much on that. Amen. But I've, uh, if you go to uh, the rescue mission and look in their book session, you'll find this book. I think it's two of them in there right now or was a day or so ago. Uh, Mr. Shelton, he says, uh, he's, uh, the book is, What Would Jesus Do? What Would Jesus Do? Now, what, would every, every time that we think would have a problem, situation, circumstances, what would Jesus do? How would he, how would he work his situation out? How would he uh, respond to things? And you well know 
Amen. That Jesus would not rebel against anything. He didn't, he didn't fight against Pilate. He didn't fight against the soldiers. Amen. And in fact, you back up just a few hours. And Jesus told as he was praying. And I say we believe in oneness of God, right? But Jesus was a man of like passion. And he prayed in the garden. It's not my want. It's my, this is not what I planned or purposed. I know it's happening. I know what I'm, I'm here for. But thy will be done. I want your will, oh holy God. I want to do your will. That is, that is a thing that we ought to pray every time we pray. Amen. Situations. And uh, I, uh, in fact, I was, I was praying this, well, yesterday, or this morning too. Uh, I, was, I was praying about situations about a certain person. And I was praying, God, uh, this is what I would want to see. I would want to see you touch them, and I want to see you to minister to them. And I, I, I want to save them. I want, to, I want you to save their souls. I don't know how that you're going to do it or whatever, but I'm putting my faith and trust. I'm not telling you how to do it. I just want you to save them, wake them up, bring them to their senses. Oh, God, I can't really tell you, give advice, Lord, on what, how to work it out. But I do want to see these people saved. Amen. And see, when you pray a prayer, when you pray a prayer in faith, you just, you're, turning it, you're turning it over to God and saying, you do it your way. You do it like, like you know how. Am I right? Amen. Jesus said, it's your way. Thy will be done. Hallelujah. St. John chapter 13. St. John chapter 13. And I will begin reading verse number four. St. John chapter 3, 13 and verse four. He rises from the supper, excuse me, it's the same thing. He laid aside his garments and took the towel and girded himself. After they had poured, amen, water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. Amen. That's where I was, I've already talked about that. And St. John chapter 4, verse 4 through 7, and then verse 12, amen, through uh, 17. So after he had washed his, their feet, they had taken amen, his garments, and was set down again. He said unto them, Know ye not what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. He's talking to 12 disciples. You call me Master and Lord. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. And then again, again, I'm going to say, when they all walked in, the pan probably was there, but the servant was not there. 
That's John Mark's house. Of course, all historians would tell you that was where John Mark lived. It was where the upper room was. But the servant was not there to wash feet. So Jesus made it an object lesson to you and I that we don't rise no high, too high, that we uh, don't have an understanding that, hey, we are our brother's keeper. We are our brother's uh, concern. And uh, the church is one body. Did you know that? We're just one ecclesial body that some way we are our brother's keeper. And we are our sister's keeper. We are, we're, we're, we're in this thing together, brothers and sisters. We fight the devil, not each other. Amen. I just read to you a moment ago, the disciples, they were, they were jostling for positions and, and they were trying to find out what position we were going to have and in, in the kingdom. Um, but don't worry about the position. Your position is a servant. Amen. That's, I, I didn't say that to you, but that, that's what Jesus was trying to tell them. Hallelujah. And uh, we're just servants. We're just servants. First part of it was an object lesson, back washing their feet. The second part of it was an object Amen. Uh, as an example set forth. Amen. And, and uh, you call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so am I am. The truth is, men who do the work of God, Amen, may be respected as a leader. And, and I'm, I'm referring to basically. Myself and everybody else, uh, we, uh, we have positions, but we don't have any uh, a Lord over God's heritage. Amen. We're, we're, we're all in this together. Amen. We fight together. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, I don't have a all these various epistles that Paul wrote, but he kept saying, servant of Jesus Christ. But what, I want to turn to one of them and uh, read it because it, it kind of sparked me. I've, I've, I've read it a few times in the last two or three weeks because I've been reading James. And James, you know who James is? James he was really, in later time, or after, after Jesus was crucified, James and his brothers even believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and they were, became a part of the New Testament church. And this, the book of James was written by Jesus' half-brother. And here's what James said. James chapter 1, verse 1. James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Boy, you know, a lot of us think if I have a brother in high places, I got it made. In fact, if I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw, throw a dirt ball out here. I guess if I have a, if I have a bro, a father is president, I can just do whatever I want to. Oh, I can get by with it because after all. Are, are y'all catching what I'm saying? It's going on now in Washington, D.C. Read his history and you'll find out that he's rode in his father's coattail uh, through all the problems, situations, and circumstances. You know. Amen. But James recognized Jesus as his, he was his servant. History tells us that James became the overseer of the New Testament church. I call it the United Pentecostal Church in Jerusalem. All the other disciples pretty well spread out and went here and there spreading the gospel and James was in headquarters Historians tell us that James was so prayerfully that it was it was it was a tile floor. It was it was a, that uh, that was the floor in the uh, in the upper room. It was just tile, or we, we, not like we do now, but it was just stones. And where he prayed. Where he prayed, he wore a beat out the stones, and his feet or his knees became like callous, like a cow's hoof. Amen. He he prayed his way into heaven. I guess I could say it. James did not feel that just because his brother, Amen, was the Messiah, that he had any any front seats into the kingdom of God. He's considered the most prayerful person in the scriptures. Amen. And he was willing to say when he, when he started his epistle. Amen. And another thing, I, I, uh, I'm, I've been wanting to teach from this, this passage of scripture. My brother encountered all joy <laughs> when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trials of your faith work for patience. In other words, just, just don't get upset with God. Just take it and say, Lord, your will be done. Your work be done. I don't know. I'm just your servant. And uh, I'm like Job. I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I know my Redeemer liveth. Hallelujah. I would sure hate to, or, you know, I, 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 I would pray that I would be able to take it like Job did and say, Lord liveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Back to my text in, in Luke chapter 22. 
And I will just go back to there and we'll take a few more minutes and conclude the message. Or the, because I had Mark 6 also marked off, but I'm going to skip all that. Luke chapter 22. Yeah. Amen. What does it say? Praise God. Jesus said, I am among you as a servant. The discussion was among the disciples who would be the greatest of them. Some would fall into the category as servants uh, that would they give their lives over. Not asking any questions. Amen. Peter was Peter was caught. I don't have too much history on him altogether to say, but but he was caught and he was he was condemned and he said, just when you put me on the cross, turn me upside down. I, I do not feel worthy to be hung on the cross as Jesus did. Amen. I'm just I'm just your servant. Jesus said, all of us. Amen. Should be servants, my office and whatever. Jesus, amen, is telling us that we're all servants of God. Whatever God's work, amen, is calling us to do, let's just be, amen, a servant. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus said our actions have spiritual applications to that. St. John chapter 8 Verses 1 through uh, 37, amen, 31 through 37, simply says, you are the servants, amen, of whatever uh, controls your actions. You're the servant of whatever controls your actions, amen. Your sinful desires or urges or, or whatever, you're, you're in control of that. You bring your body under the subjection where that you are, your, your body is the servants of your desire for God. Amen. Amen. I, 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 may be, I may pull this off on Sunday morning. I don't know for sure. But uh, I tell you, all of us, all of, why don't we just pretend today, tonight, right? just pretend like that and I don't even like to talk about this, but I just want to show you something. Uh, let's just pretend like that we are at, at an Alabama football game, okay? Never been there. Ain't planning on ever going there. But uh, we're, all, we're all going to an Alabama football game tonight. There's probably 100,000 people there and uh, and we go go in and sit down and uh, just gonna watch a ball game. Team comes running out. We just sit there. They flip the coins or whatever they do and get the teams off. And they all line up. And they start to play in, and we sit there and watch it. Second, second ending, you know, somebody scores. 
I lived, I lived eight blocks from Rip Hughes Stadium. And I could hear the, the, the crowd roaring. And I say, well, Dothan just made a good run or scored a touchdown. But after all, they're worshiping their God. And they roar and shout and whatever. And, and, and we just sit there <laughs> because we let them worship their God. And when they come to church and we're come to worship our God, we are kind of like we went to a football game. Don't say a word, praise God. Nod their head every once in a while and say amen once or twice. This ought to be a place where we break out with worship and praise and seeking God. Amen. You're a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ and what all he has done for you that ought to be something that would make us to be submissive to him, to act responsive to him, let him know that we love him and we want to do his word. Will and amen. Praise God. Jesus injected the commitment, amen, of service to God. And let me just read Luke, the 16th chapter, and I'll read a few verses of scripture there. And, and just, I hope I'm stimulating your mind just a little bit to know that we're, we didn't come to, we didn't just come to sit here. We come to worship. We come to listen. We come to praise. We come to offer him. I'm a servant. I'm a servant of God. Amen. Luke chapter 16 and verse number 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in, the, in much. And he that is unjust in the least he is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in your unrighteous mammon, who can commit your trust to, to your trust, amen, the true riches? And if ye have not been faithful in that which was in another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters. Either you're going to hate the one and love the other, or you're going to else you're going to hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And I'm just going to make a good punch here and then we're going to quit. But the church ought to be as lively when God is moving and somebody somebody's tells them that the Lord healed them there ought to be a roar go up, a praise to God, Amen. as if it was that we scored a touchdown. You know, you, you see what I'm talking about? I'm talking about we're servants of His. Amen. And you know what? Servants is wanting to do what God wanted. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to close, but it's go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. Amen. And uh, when, we, when we dismiss service, I, I thought about this now, excuse me, I'm, I'm going to just be, a little, 
whatever. But one Sunday, I've thought about it a lot of times, and on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we all just pray a while and get some tracks and hit the streets. Just go knock on doors. They can't, they're going to lie to you. Say, uh, I'm a member of the church, but they, it's, it's church time. And if you don't, you don't come to us, we'll come to you. Amen. And reach this world. I do have another thing I want to say. I hope I'm, I hope I'm stimulating your mind a little bit. But, uh, but, but we need to let our lights so shine before men. Amen. And, uh, and we are, we're God's example to the world. And we need, to, we need to show forth the praises of him that had brought us out of darkness into this wonderful light. Praise God. Shall we stand? Hallelujah. I don't know. I'm, I have a I have this out of something. I like to I like gospel music. And I like to hear preachers preach. I like to hear preachers and get all thoughts and things. And I have noticed in my own and Brother Harrelson's preaching and also in other evangelistic preaching. I just heard one of the great, great men that I consider one of the great ministers of this generation called to a men's conference and he started preaching there and he was talking about uh, how that we are, we're compassed about, you know, by so great a kind of ways. He talked about how that we are to encourage ourselves and, and so forth and I thought, you know what? This man is preaching to preachers. And he's not, he's not talking about, he's not talking about evangelism. He's not talking about reaching the lost. He's trying to teach them how just to hang on until Jesus comes. And I turned him off. Because I feel like that sometimes we need to recognize the fact we're not just trying to preach it up here and I, I do this a lot, Brother Harrelson does too, trying to encourage us and, and so forth. And, and we should never have that. We should have evangelistic. Praise God. But you know why? Because we don't have too many sinners in the, in, in the, in the audience. So we try to preach to who comes. But I pray that we could get evangelistic. Amen. And be about the Father's business. Jesus told us that we are supposed to be his servants. And a servant is supposed to be doing what he asks us to do. And God help us. Lord God, I thank you for your word. And I thank you, God, for the thought that I've had. I pray, God, that I have got it across to the point that people can recognize, God, that we are in need of a real old-fashioned spiritual breakthrough that God would cause us to think about the lost and God and plead for the cause, God, of their souls and eternal destiny. I'm asking you, Jesus, to some way, oh God, help us to feel our needs, God, to become God, amen, obedient, God, to what you've told the church to do, reach the world. In Jesus' name, amen.
Lord bless you.